It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. AEG Presents is thrilled to announce Burt Kreischer live at Red Rocks Amphitheater Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. He's joined by Mark Normand, and it's time to get your tickets. All you need to do is download the Red Rocks app before you visit, which you should already have done, to be honest. Great app and so easy to purchase your tickets to your favorite concerts or shows. If you don't know, Burt is an American stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and host who performs to sell out crowds across the country. Described as having a rare and incredible talent, Burt has evolved from being being named Rolling Stone's number one partier in the nation to one of the top names in comedy. Between his two previous stand-up specials, The Machine on Showtime and Comfortably Dumb on Comedy Central, his two podcasts, Burt Cast and Open Tabs, his YouTube cooking show, Something's Burning, his book, Life of the Party, Stories of a Perpetual Man-Child, along with formerly hosting the Travel Channel's Trip Flip and Burt the Conqueror, as well as FX's Hurt Burt, Burt has succeeded in finding the elusive blend of being a cringe comedian with real insight. He's one of the best storytellers of his generation, and Bert seemingly and sincerely shares anecdotes about his family and fatherhood while showing his ability to prove that there's a way to take his party boy antics into middle age. So download that Red Rocks app today and grab your tickets to see Bert with Mark Norman on September 8th at the best venue in the world. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. First of all, our DraftKings pick of the week. AJ, did you know you can bet on Ultimate Frisbee on DraftKings? No. Yes, you can bet on Ultimate Frisbee on DraftKings right now. I'm taking my pick of the week. The Atlanta Hustle, they're underdogs against the New York Empire at plus 145. They're taking it down on Saturday, September 4th. I'm predicting the Atlanta Hustle to win their game against the New York Empire. Of course, you can also take Team Futures right now. The favorite is the Chicago Union, plus 225, to win the AUDL. I honestly don't even know what that stands for. I assume it stands for American Ultimate Disc League. That's what I'm going with. You can also take the Hustler, the biggest underdog in the league, at plus 575. You can go any way, shape, or form you want with that. That's my pick of the week, the Atlanta Hustle. Take them all the way. If you want something a little bit more reasonable today, you can go down the Rockies path. Right now, plus 165, odds boosted. Freddie Freeman or Trevor Story to hit a home run this evening. Jump on it. Get yourself a, get yourself a dinger. So... Hit up DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Be sure to use code DNVR when you sign up. You probably can bet on Bishop Sycamore and whether they're going to exist anymore next week. But uh, use code DNVR when you sign up. Bet on a week one football game. 
The weirdest <laughs> sports story, dude. <laughs> you can get $200 in free bets from DraftKings when you bet on a week one NFL game with that DNVR code. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. They are a partner of betting with the NFL. Uh, again, use the DNVR code. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's get into today's show. Uh, I talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show while AJ uh, was AFK for a minute, but we're going to deep dive into Jack Johnson on today's show. It's going <laughs> to – I don't predict happy results for the most part from this show on the concept of Jack Johnson playing for the Avs, but AJ – have you dug in and found any positives here? Um, <laughs> That's okay. not a good sign. No. That's not a good sign. <laughs> positives. I found, a, look, I found more of a mixed bag than I was expecting. Okay. But uh, I will say yesterday when we instinctively said, would you rather, and both said Curtis McDermott, uh, we were wrong on that, yeah. We're definitely quick on that one. <laughs> um, mostly because, like, anybody that's been that's been serious about following the NHL over the last several years, like, understands, like, Jack Johnson isn't good. And I think that's probably where... <laughs> yeah. That's a great donation. Bishop Sycamore is about as real as our yacht at this point. So thank you for the donation, JT. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the weirdest sports story. Um, no, I found more of a mixed bag than I was expecting. Uh, before we like start to really dive into this, mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of comments throwing a lot of jello at the wall right now. Um, so we'll I'll just do this quickly you know, in... in the order that I remember them. Tyler Bozak is bad. Mark Jankowski is bad. Uh, Bo Byram gaining 10 pounds isn't really noteworthy. You know most everybody gains 10 pounds over the summer. And then when they're 20 and they're filling out. (laughs) Well, and then the season starts. And and they're playing games every other day. And then it eventually over time it comes off. It's, it's, it's almost never notable. Um, the everybody remembers the second year when McKinnon bulked up a whole bunch, and he came in looking like the mini Hulk. Yeah, and by and, the season that was not a thing anymore. Yeah, <laughs> all of it, all of it was gone, and it was just like, okay. <laughs> um, training camp and preseason is the time where uh, I, I I added eight pounds of muscle or whatever over the summer. That's that's where all of those things come in. Uh, I'll never forget altitude. Like Kyle Keefe yeah. had a full with Sammy G. Yeah, no, had a uh, several years ago had a full feature where Kyle Keefe went to the grocery store with TJ Galliardi, oh and they went through they went through his entire all of his diet changes and all these things that he was doing, and none of it mattered. It just didn't matter. Yeah, but so, then it wasn't all chickpea pasta. So, Byram, Byram gaining weight and adding ten pounds, great. If, sure. if if they if they stick and he ends up, you know, they they hang around and now he's just ten pounds heavier all the time. Great, that's that's great. He's he's of the age where he should be continuing to add weight. So that's a good thing. We'll I we'll see. Shout out our man Evan Rowell in the chat right now. Yeah, down at uh, Family Sports Center, where uh, I I guess you'd call them captains' practices at this point. And no more, no more Lollipop Park. Yeah, no more Lollipop Park. Just uh, just hockey now. But the abs, some abs are back on the ice in early September. For- and some players from random other teams, apparently. Yeah, right. But you know. They need they need ice to skate on, I guess. But yeah. So. Um. So anyway. But yeah. To to get back onto topic, Jack Johnson on a PTO. We should start there. 
It's a PTO. That means at any time, the Az can decide to sign him to a real NHL contract or they can decide to cut him. Nothing is set in stone. Yeah. My, after spending the day thinking about it and, and kind of dissecting um, a, lot, a lot of it and trying not to be mad about it, uh, I came, I, I've, I, I think he's, if he's healthy, I'm fully expecting him to get a contract. Yeah. And I think that the PTO is just, is he healthy? I'm is he, is he healthy and can he move? I'm not as confident in it's just strictly being health. I, I think we've seen the Avs use these PTOs over the last handful of years. I know we talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show. People like Jared Cowan and uh, you can even go for, as far back as like Curtis Glencross. Yeah, and Glencross was at the end of his career. Cowan, again, injuries. He, you know, was he healthy? And Cowan, if you asked him, he was like, oh, yeah, my hip is great. It's This is the best it's felt in years, and but I had all the game. I had all the knee injuries and stuff that led to me overcompensating, and I screwed up my hips, and now my hip feels great. So I'm back to where I should be, and it just he just couldn't skate anymore. Yeah. Like he was he was healthy uh, finally, but he couldn't he couldn't skate. So we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see if Jack Johnson's actually healthy and if and if he is if he can still move him. He's thirty four. Right. Not like this chicken by any means. Yeah. The the big difference, like we're talking about Jared Cowan, but at the time Jared Jared Cowan was like he was like twenty seven or something. Yeah, he was yeah. like he was like in his what should have been his prime. Yep. Uh and he just couldn't he just couldn't move. Yep. So it was such a bummer, man. He was he was quite a prospect once upon a time. Yeah. I guess so was Jack Johnson. But um Yeah, I don't know how the I don't know how PTOs come about, honestly. That's uh, a that I'm would sure be it's a, a mix of both, right? Like Yeah, like I'm I'm sure like somebody made the call at some point and I, yeah, I can't. There was like interest, and it's like, oh yeah. I, uh, the only one I know for sure is Glenn Cross's agent came to the Avs and said, "Hey, uh, give my guy a chance here to prove that he can still play in the NHL." He could not. No, he couldn't. But as far as Cowan and and Johnson, I'm not honestly sure how that conclusion came to be. But well, and like you remember Yuri Tulusti a few years ago, like the PTO that we all forget. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Actually, did not pass his physical. They cut that's him. That's why you forget about it. Yeah, they, they, he never, never took the ice with an ad, with any abs gear on because yep. he didn't pass his physical coming into camp. They had the the physicals days. Uh, you know that we had media day, which was their day to go and do all the physicals testing. Yeah, and then the first day of camp, he wasn't on the ice. We asked him about. We asked Bedner about it, and he said. He didn't pass physical, so that's that. that. The end of that, yep. And so Yuri Tulusti was gone. So it, I, with with Johnson, I think it's a test of health more than anything else. But what we're going to get into today is... Uh, I, I'm assuming a lot of this podcast is acting under the assumption that he ends up signed by the ads. It, it, it is, just because, I mean, this, this is a total waste of time if he's not. Right. <laughs> And if they end up not signing him, it's even even after poking around and trying to look for something to be like, well, this isn't so bad. You're uh, digging real deep to find those things, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, someone didn't pass their physical last year. I forget who it was, but I remember someone not. Well, last you remember last year, uh, EJ got COVID. Yeah, I remember that, but that during was... during like like camp. Yep. And then and like it was, eight it was... dudes end up quarantined, and it's like... yeah, it was like what the <laughs> little did we know? Um, yeah, yeah, that was see, only the beginning. <laughs> Jamie Jamie wants to throw it out that Jack Johnson's a PK guy. Yeah, we're going to get into that. that. Pump the brakes on that one. <laughs> we're gonna get into it because 
I also was like, maybe you can play the PK. <laughs> well, you know, physically, I'm sure he can stand there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll get in. We'll, that's what we'll get into on the show. No doubt about it's, it. You know, we've spent 13 minutes just kind of bullshitting about Jack Johnson and the history of Ab's goofy PTOs, some of whom they've signed. Yeah. Have they signed any defensive PTOs? I can't, or, I can't uh, think of a defensive PTO that they've signed. I'm yeah, right. it was all it was all forwards. Yeah. Um, the Borks. Mm-hmm. Both of them were PTOs. And, yeah. and Skilly. Wow, Skilly, Skilly was a PTO. Right. Yes, he was, because yeah. I went and talked to him about it, about being a PTO guy and how different that was for him. I mean, Skilly's path is crazy, right? From a first-round pick to... Very, yeah. uh... A better version of Marc-Andre Cliche, I guess. Skilly? But, yeah. I mean, aren't all players better versions of Marc-Andre Cliche? Mostly, yeah. Mostly, <laughs> but... <laughs> I hope he doesn't watch the show. Sure, he's a great guy. But, uh, he was very nice to me the two or three times I talked to him. There you go. So, but it, honestly, if you're a fourth line guy, you're not allowed to be a dick. True, you gotta you definitely gotta be a fan favorite when you're yeah. down in the bottom six. That's definitely true. You're, you're not allowed to be an asshole if you're a fringe NHL player. <laughs> there's just there's just a rule. You just can't do it. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get into Jack Johnson in just a second. First of all, we are brought to you all by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get it down at the DNVR bar. Got myself Strawberry Sky right here. Highly recommend. Not very alcoholic, but absolutely delicious if you want something light. Of course, they have dozens of other choices as well. Pretty much everything under the sun, from hazy IPAs to pilsners to lagers to, I don't, I don't know beer names. I'm not a beer snob. I just drink whatever is put in front of me, to be honest with you. And Breckenridge Brewery is great when it's in front of me. Yeah. Who who knew that a hockey podcast could be such an awful beer sponsor? <laughs> Between two people that don't know anything at all about it and one of us who just doesn't drink it at all. Yeah. doesn't It doesn't work out great sometimes. <laughs> but luckily, Breck Brew also makes a hard seltzer. So check out the good company hard seltzer as well. I know AJ and and his girl absolutely love the hard seltzers, so at least they got you covered there. Uh, some some way to make it work. You can use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it at a local liquor store near you. And after that, hit up Strava Craft Coffee as well. Another thing we have down at the bar, you can get the cold brew there. Or you can go online and get 25% off when you use code DNVR25. Uh, then... That's a great deal for the first purchase. After that, you still get 20% off every single order if you sign up for their subscription service. So they got you covered. Great deals. CBD coffee is awesome. Helps with aches, pains, migraines. I hate migraines, and it really helps me with mine. So if you ever have the opportunity to try it, help with a migraine, maybe it'll help you as well. After all that, go ahead and sign yourself up for a DNVR annual membership. That way you get big beers at the bar. You get a free shirt with the annual membership as well. You get a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Obviously access to our content, access to the DNVR lounge, all sorts of other awesome stuff as well. So check us out. Give us a little bit of support. Super chats aren't your thing. Signing up for a DNVR membership might be right for you. I know AJ was working on a piece yesterday. We'll see if he he wants to finish it before he comes back to Colorado. But true. It's going to be a long uh, long drive back for you, AJ. It's not that long. It's pretty long. It's what, 20 hours? But depending on on how I go, uh, 16 to 18, but I am going to Kansas for my grandfather's funeral first. Hmm. Well. So it's 16 hours to where I'm going in Kansas and then five hours home to Denver. Gotcha. But different drives. For sure. Two different trips on that one, for sure. Yeah. The Evs did a couple of weird things last season, Chat Like, they signed guys in the middle of the season, like uh, Liam O'Brien was on Yeah, Liam O'Brien and Keaton Middleton each got signed halfway through the year to NHL deals. Yeah. Yeah, Parise's deal is done with the Islanders. Uh, He just hasn't been registered with the league. 
Uh, all right, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Oh, fam, uh, just, to, just to be clear, um, my grandfather died a year ago. That's just COVID. He was 93 and a super awesome dude. You, what's the, you told me you both have a, a hole-in-one on the same course? Yep, same hole. Same hole, even. Jesus. Yeah. All right. On that note, let's get back on topic. Let's let's dive in, AJ. Jack Johnson, let's get into some of the numbers here. Give me give me something to be happy and or cry about. <sighs> Where should we start? Um, let's start with just the uh the overview. The war? Yeah. So that's bad. Yeah, not great. Um, but remember when when you look at these that these are across uh, three years, and if you look at last year, it, there was actually his defense was actually pretty passable. The offense is always bad. Okay, let me just stress this because we don't. I did not even bother with offensive graphics for Jack Johnson. The offense is always bad. It's all right. Yeah. There's no. It's just varying degrees. Of bad. Okay? It's always bad. Like, let me just be very, very, very clear about that right now. The offense is always bad. He does not drive any play. The one thing that you can maybe get a little excited about on offense is that he's always been a guy to find his way to a couple of goals every year. Yep. In his heyday, it was like eight-ish goals a year. But he's not going to be playing 25 minutes a night anymore. These days, it's like you're hoping for three. Yeah. Uh, and I do see the rookie roster is out, and it's, yeah. it's fine. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's like Justin Barron, Bowen Byram, and then New a Hulk. whole bunch of who on defense. Yeah. The forwards and then, are Yeah. At forward, it's, it's what you would expect. It's a bunch of prospects. Yeah, the defense is Byram, and it's guys. really I, weird I, I that Shane Bowers is going. It is weird that Bowers is going for sure. That's super not a good sign. No, it is not. To be anyway. fair, they're also sending Wingerly, which I get it is his first year, and yeah, I but... I would definitely do that. I would I would send him. So, um, anyway, point. Getting back to Jack Johnson, uh, this. If you just look at last year, there's reason for optimism here because defensively, especially if you look at where his war was, uh, the the percentage just on defense has him right about fifty. That makes him that makes him yeah. That makes him right in the area of a league average defender. Yeah. Okay, and like that's the upside. That's the only upside. If we if we get into his five v five with the Rangers last year, the the five v five defense with and without him, you'll start to see with him negative three percent. Hey, that's encouraging. Not going to hurt you. Yeah. Right. Only one hundred and ninety two minutes though, so I will stress the one hundred and ninety two minutes part. Yep. Not a lot of ice time there. And then if you go without without Jack Johnson, it's not very good. It's not drastically different, but it's not very good. So again, reason for optimism there. With Johnson at 5v5, the Rangers defense was actually better with him than without him. And that's interesting because that defense has Jacob Truba and Adam Fox and Keandre Miller and blah, 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 blah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. You also look at his quality of comp from the original war. And I know there's only so much you can do with, with these statistics but his quality of comp was like basically the lowest it can possibly be right basically a we're just putting you out there against the weakest competition possible yep uh so that we can try to get by and not get burned yeah exactly the one thing that i will say though is that uh he still started in the d zone the majority of the time sure it was not a steep majority it was only 51.8 percent so it's not, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like he was. It's still not, yeah, but that's not like thirty percent or something. Yeah. Well, right, and but it's also not like they were starting him in the O zone because they were that afraid of playing him. Right. So, 
there's that. And then, as mentioned, we talked to, you know, it was mentioned in chat. Oh, a PK guy. Is he? Because the PK numbers with the Rangers, with Johnson. That's bad. So, and again, I stress the sample size here, 25 minutes. Yeah, it's very small. Plus 39% is holy shit level of bad. <laughs> okay? Is, tell me it's better without him, at least. Or is New York's PK just that much of a disaster? Without him, okay, pretty it's, good. It's actually good without him. That's very concerning. So that's problematic. So this is where, if you just look at last year, where he only played 13 games, 5v5, a decent, a decent defender, but you don't want to play him on the PK. Yep. And as Brad Francis mentions here, this is an important note. I did not add this to the conversation, but that plus 39%, by the way, if you go and you look, Curtis McDermott's 5v5 LA with Curtis McDermott on the ice last year was at plus 57%. Just anecdotally, <laughs> it's the highest number I've ever seen on any of these charts. Trade so, the fourth round pick for him, by the way. Curtis, Curtis is awful. <laughs> so, okay, so Jamie, confirmed not a PK guy? Hold on, because this is going to get weird. Yeah. The 13, the 13 games last year with, uh, with the Rangers can't be considered super indicative of anything. It's just 13 games. Yep. So That's I went back a further year. Not significant. I went back to his Pittsburgh year. Okay. Now this is going to get this. this is going to a little flipsies here <laughs> because Jack Johnson in Pittsburgh at five V five with him. Not great. Plus three. Not, not atrocious. Red circle of death right in the front. <laughs> not atrocious. It's not going to kill you. Like, plus 3% is not like, oh my god, this guy is horrific. But it's not good. Okay? And then, without him, not a not a great Pittsburgh defense. Oh, minus so. Produced some pretty good goddamn results. So, Jack Johnson was very bad compared to that defense. Yeah, not great. Mm. But, further complicating things, if you go and you look at the PK... With Jack Johnson, when he was in Pittsburgh, Minus pretty five. good numbers. Good, yeah. And then without him, I honestly don't remember what it was because I just remember the negative five percent. Oh, like really good without him. It's like way really better good. without okay. him. So negative nineteen percent, way better without him. But even with him, still it's good. Passable, yeah. Boy, that those are so not encouraging. though. <laughs> none of those. So. When you asked me, AJ, were there any positives? It's like, kind of. If you play fourth liners, he might be passable, is, is where I'm at with this. So this gets to, if he is given a contract, and if he is inserted into the lineup, because I'm of the opinion under no circumstances should he be in their top six if everybody is healthy. Their top six is actually pretty solid if they're healthy. Byron Murray, John, uh, Eric, Eric Johnson with your big three. That's, That's a pretty good top six. See, racist fan, I think the problem is on his best day, Jack Johnson is just a guy. Yeah, you're hoping he's just a guy. And yeah. that he doesn't crush you. Right. Yeah, the contract would be league minimum. It would be a million dollars. The Avs the don't have the kind of cap room for them to to go play. Any Whatever they gave him would be 95, if not 100% variable, if they needed to. Yeah. So, you just... See, the thing with Cody Cece, though, is that Cody Cece had always been overused. He was actually good when you used him correctly. Yeah, and there were there was reason for optimism when given a lesser role. Yep. Uh, 
Jack John Jack Johnson, and that's where I guess you're talking yourself into this right now because you look at how the Rangers used him in a in a really limited role. Yep. And let me actually see. His <laughs> his TOI was literally like twelve minutes a game, thirteen minutes a game. Yeah, so in thirty four games he averaged sixteen fifty eight for the Rangers. Okay. So that's a little higher than I thought. But it's but, again, it was just 13 games. Right. But that's well below the I mean, oh, for his career, he's averaging 22 minutes. Yep. His his career is 6 years in LA and 7 years in Columbus, it was 23 and 22. His 149 games in Pittsburgh, he averaged 19. And that, so he's on the decline in time of ice. Teams have figured I, this out. I'd imagine that number would only go down if he does end up playing significant time for the Avs. If he's yeah, if he's playing for the Avs, I think that 17 minutes is probably right where he ends up. And look, he's gonna play on the peak guy. Like you, if he ends up in the lineup for the Avs, he's playing for the he's playing if you on the play PK. in a bottom pairing role. You pretty much have to PK. That's just yeah. how it is in the NHL. It's really, really, really hard to not be on special teams and survive in a third pairing role yep. as a defenseman. Now the other thing, the other thing that will be, um, you know, he doesn't have the size that the size police love, but he's always been a guy that racks up a lot of hits and a lot of block shots. Yep. So even even as his as his ice time dropped, I mean, his last two full seasons that he played in Pittsburgh, despite averaging less than twenty minutes, he had two hundred and thirty three hits and one hundred and eighty three hits. I mean, it's like, not that's even, a shitload of hits. It's not like he's small either. He's only six one, but he's what two twenty five, something like that. Yeah, he's yeah, he's six one, and he's listed at two twenty seven. But it's also like like Byram is six one, and while he's not two twenty seven, he's he was two hundred pounds when he got into camp last year. So we'll see. But like we'll. My my point is is that it's just a different play style. Yeah, I he's have he's not concerns about his skating ability in the Av systems. Well, and this is why this is why I would want to see. It's not just health, but it's how much did the recent injuries take yeah, away right, from right, his right. ability to uh, take away from his mobility? Yeah, because if he can't get around the ice, man, he can't play. Like we saw it with Graves and and Nemeth last year that. More than their puck moving problems, they couldn't keep up. Yeah, and you've got to be at some level of fleet of foot to be able to to just to the play way the abs they want push play. the puck. Yeah, and you can't be you can't have five guys that all play one way, and then there's just one dude where you're just like, well, he blocks shots and he hits people, so we'll put up with him being a shitty skin. No, <laughs> you've got an identity, you've got a style that you play. Doing that. Putting that guy out there just because he does those things is is how he ends up on the wrong end of of, of a season long goals for where it's like, you know, he's he's like what Gerard was in the postseason uh, against Vegas where it's just deeply negative, and you're just like the guy gets, gets scored on all the time. Great. <laughs> uh, so look, I I. What you're talking about when it comes to skating is a player needs to be effective. They need to have some uh, aerodynamics going on when they skate, right? Which is directly counterintuitive to what it takes to block shots. When you're talking about blocking shots and laying down hits, a lot of people talk about having hair on your balls, all right? But sometimes maybe what Jack Johnson needs is just to aerodynamic it up a little bit, clean shave it, get it good to go with Manscaped, all right? Manscaped can turn Jack Johnson into a Colorado Avalanche NHLer right there. So go to manscaped.com, use code DNVR, get 20% off, get the perfect package, 4.0, get everything you need. Use that to trim not just the hair below the belt, but it'll do your chest, your face, your head, you name it. It'll take care of everything. They have the toner, they have the deodorant, they have breath mints, they have everything you need to make sure you're looking good, nice and aerodynamic out there on the ice. So get a DNVR code again at manscaped.com. Go get yourself the good stuff. After that, hit up Green Mountain Dental because the one thing Manscaped doesn't take care of is your teeth. 
Uh, please don't put the perfect lawnmower on your teeth. That would that, just the thought of that is horrible. Instead, go to Green Mountain Dental Group. Get yourself a cleaning x-ray and exam to get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. Taking care of your teeth. It's never been easier. You're just 15 minutes from Denver down in Lakewood. So jump on it. A bunch of people have switched and said they love the place. So check out Green Mountain Dental Group today. And after that, why not buy yourself a home? Chevalier Mortgage, Mike and Virginia, both been doing it here in Colorado for a very long time. Mike, a certified financial planner. So they will take care of your entire financial picture. It's not, oh, here's a home loan. Don't worry about it. You can afford it. It's let's find the exact right home loan for you specifically. You can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and get your chance to not only get a free consultation about a potential mortgage, but a chance to win free and free DNBR swag as well. Excuse me. You can also call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. So give these two a call and get your situation sorted out. I know I'm looking to buy a home soon. It's going to be an adventure. So I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to hit up Chevalier mortgage. Uh, Michael Chevalier NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier NMLS 1910631. All right. Third not, period. Not gonna lie, man. Uh-huh. I thought that, I thought that was gonna lead into a if you're going if you're if you're trying to jack your Johnson. <laughs> no, and Wolf and I are on the same page Look, here. That, you, that's exactly where I thought that you, was headed. You don't manscape to jack your own Johnson. You manscape to get your Johnson jacked by someone else. All right. Doesn't look good. You need to look good, feel good, and. It doesn't play good. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't, doesn't doesn't matter doesn't matter who's getting it done. I don't think you should, you should always you should always feel good about what you have going on, my man. True enough. True enough. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock you on that one. But. <laughs> Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, Jack Johnson, realistically. I'm not as confident as AJ that he will end up signing with the Avs, but I do think there's a good chance of that. So we need to get into the conversation of what his role is. I know you talked about yesterday. The fear is he drops immediately into the lineup and replaces someone like Bowen Byram. I just don't see that happening. I, I don't I, see them skipping over Bo again for a vet. Same. I don't see it either. Knowing, knowing how much they want Byram to play, how much they want him to be part of this, I would just be so surprised. But having two really, really, really injury-prone players, sure. Um, in in Murray and Eric jo- Eric Johnson, this feels this feels like very much injury protection. Yeah, yeah, it 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 does. Where they're like, we don't want to play Jacob McDonald first guy off the bench. You know, we don't want to play Curtis McDermott on defense. <laughs> we got him. We got him to play forward for us. So it's it'll be it'll be curious to see what he looks like in preseason, and then if if he can still move, and if he's still mobile enough to get around, then his fit will be. Interesting. Yeah. Like what he, where, who does he play with? I mean, we're talking, he has to, just given what we were just looking at, he's got to play on your third pairing. Yeah. He's got to play almost strictly at even strength. Maybe he's on your second PK unit. You are limiting him as much as possible if he's actually in the lineup, right? Right. <laughs> and then, I don't know who he plays next to. It depends on who's healthy. Because again, I'm not playing him over any of those top, uh, of your established six guys that you want to see on the ice. Yep. So it would depend on who the injured guy is. Yeah, yeah. the rookie showcase is going to be cool. I know everybody's because the roster's out. People are all hyped up about it, but that'll be fun. They'll probably only play two games, just given how these things have gone in the past. They might play three. But we'll see. Yeah, they're taking ten defensemen, nine defensemen. Yeah, <clears throat> only uh, only three of them are real. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Baron plays all three. I'll put it that way. Byron probably doesn't need to play all three. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Byron played one. Yeah, exactly. And it was like his tune-up, and they were like, I, 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 I. He's fine. Get him out of there. Yeah. Don't don't need another Miko situation. I'm really excited about what they've got going on at, at forward, though. I mean, Bowers, yeah. New Hook, uh, Lawson. Fun, man. Wingerly, Henry, Bocage, Ranta, Mutala, and Foodie. Yeah. It's going to be fun. <laughs> some of these guys I've never heard of. we got to look some of these dudes up. Yeah. Matt, Matt and Jay and, uh, yes, that's the, <laughs> yeah. And Taryn, Taryn Pfizer sounds like a. That's a vaccine right there. I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to say, that's an antibiotic. <laughs> so an, an interesting lineup for sure. Uh, they always bring a handful of, of guys you've never heard of though to the rookie tournaments. And stuff. Yeah, I was I was reminiscing the other day about the time they brought RT Rice out of a Canadian uni. Yeah. And was like what okay. Taryn Pfizer played for the Victoria Royals. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Good to know. The more you know, I guess. Uh yeah, in any case, fun and goal too. And then Jones and Minor. Yeah. Please don't play Peyton Jones very much. Yeah. Just totally selfishly here. Just right. Want to see and then Minor from an avalanche yeah. organizational standpoint. Driving driving down there to see the, the, the prospects, not yep. the fill-in. Yep. 100%. Nope. No offense to, to Peyton Jones. It, dude's cool. Great <laughs> hockey player. Got but. nothing against him doesn't really have a future in the avalanche organization. Let's be honest. Certainly, not. The, certainly not at the NHL level anyway. No way. So Rhett Reinhardt, dude, Rudo, the other day you and I were looking for guys that had played in, uh, yeah, like the, those, the triple a junior C league or whatever it was. Yeah. And Rhett Reinhardt had, he was briefly on loan in the SJHL. Oh, let's go. Playing in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League for Flin Flon. Flin Flon. Amazing. The Flin Flon Bombers, two games, one assist. Look at him. Yes! <laughs> I'm all about it. New favorite player. Is he the first player ever to be on a NHL squad from the SJHL? Who knows? I doubt it. Let's see if they have any drafted prospects. Oh, they have a few. They have a few. Look at them. The Melville Millionaires just producing drafted players like crazy. Legends. (laughs) We're already, we've just abandoned Chip on Jack Johnson. Like, we said what we had to say. It's fine. Yep. It is what it is. If he's an eighth D, seventh D, he's not going to kill you. Play him. Play him lightly and you'll be all right. Wow. Both players. From this is like we're going down a weird rabbit hole here, but the Melville Millionaires have had two players drafted exactly 147th overall. <laughs> That's actually amazing. That is an amazing fun fact. <laughs> How random is that? So, uh, the Slovakian kid played in the queue last year okay. for for Shakutami. Uh, but before that, had been part of the Malmo program in Sweden. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. See how? See, this is just. We don't want to talk about Jack Johnson. So now we're just doing this live on air. Yeah. Anything but uh, anything but Jack Johnson. Yeah. It's like okay, he was a third pairing guy. That's what he should play. Got it. To answer today's question, can he help the Avs? Probably not very much. Probably not as much as he would hurt them if he played. Yeah, I I agree. Personally, I'd play Jacob McDonald over him. Yeah, I would play Jacob McDonald. I'll play Rowan McCown. I would play uh, probably Justin Barron. Yeah, actually, yeah, definitely. would. I would get into that. I would consider playing Nate Carmen before him. There's the Flynn Flynn Bombers logo for whoever wanted to see it. Yes! 
can't really is it is that like the earth imploding dude i don't so it's the bee in the middle and it's it's getting bombed and it's breaking it's blowing up all right well it's this is bad (laughs) this is that's a really bad logo where's blaze it's not good yeah we need blaze to tear that one apart yeah from a design perspective we need blaze to be like nope that's not good I don't know. Let's see here. The MJHL is that just the Manitoba Junior Hockey League? It I sure is. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, a brief moonlighting there from one of these other guys too. All right. Brian Brian Hoffer Hofer. I don't know. Digging deep. Played twenty two games with the Everett Silver Tips this last year. Only twenty-two. This is a, he's only nineteen. This this is a really interesting. He's yeah. only nineteen. Uh, again next year, and it'll be a full-time WHLer as well. Yeah, right. But hasn't been to this point. Yeah, played eight games in the MJHL, and before that was playing Pursuit of Excellence Prep. And that whatever that is. Are the Avs the only NHL team that like? Scouts prep schools. <laughs> yeah, they're like takes prep school scouting seriously. <laughs> Maybe. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, that's uh, quite adventurous to say the least. But still excited for the rookie tournament. It should be fun. Yeah, the, the rookie tournament is always a good time because you get. You get these guys, the the Ryan Hoffer, Hofer yep. types, where you're just like, what the hell? There's always you know? one or two of them that end up being like really fun players too. Yeah, that they just and, crazy stuff. Well, and like, remember when they drafted Brandon Sajan and then his first rookie tournament he scored five he, goals? Yeah, he went off. Yeah, and all five of them were him standing within a foot of the goal. Yeah, he was just banging home rebounds that were coming that came flying off all these shitty goaltenders, <laughs> and all of a sudden you were like, "I know how this guy scored a bunch in the OHL." <laughs> it all makes sense now. This is all coming together now. I get it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is turned into like half of a rookie face-off show, but I'm planning on being down there, which is a really exciting thing for reasons that we can't tell you about yet, but. Just know that there is a that will be a fun time, and I'm super bummed Rudo can't come with me. Yeah, this is a great example of why you don't have best friends, guys. <laughs> don't have your bachelor party specifically the weekend of September 17th to the 19th. Just don't have best friends. Uh, I will and still if you be do, games, though. I'll still be doing you, stuff. If you do have best friends, tell them that they are only allowed to have major life events between the end of free agency, which is like the fourth day of free agency. July 4th and August 30th. It's got and be like maybe like September 10th at the <laughs> latest. So, And that's it. That's that's it. Yeah, that's the time. That's look. I got married on July twenty seventh. All right, I knew my window. Perfection. <laughs> Although I found out last night that Z just wants to have our wedding ceremony be approximately one hundred and twenty seconds. Sounds about right. She was like, "That's all it needs to be. You roll up there and you say, do you say yes? Do you say yes? And get out of there.'" And I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, a little more than that. <laughs> yeah, but then you go have a party after. That's the part that everybody wants. That's true. I actually am looking forward to that part. So, Micah's a hockey fan, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Wings fan. I shouldn't have, you really shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> I liked him so much until this. <laughs> yeah, he was from Michigan, so... We've he he's roots for the Avs too. He's he's a believer in the that the rivalry is dead, so it's okay. AJ'll never see him the same though. Can't believe I have to heal with that asshole tonight. Yeah. I'm just never gonna send him another heal. Gonna be that more salty that he's beating you on the meters, alright? 
Oh, I, that doesn't bother me at all. I don't <laughs> care. I don't. I don't. That doesn't. That does not bother me one bit. All right. Okay. Well, I think we're off the. Off no, the hold on. Chat is the rivalry dead? JT obviously has it right and says the rivalry will never uh-huh. be dead. Oh, yeah, here we go. But is the rivalry dead? Do you guys take the rivalry seriously? Who's Colorado's biggest rival right now? Uh, for me, well, it's probably Vegas, I guess. See, super recency bias there. I still say it's Minnesota. Minnesota's a fair answer, too. It's certainly not Detroit. A lot of Vegas and me are the only answers we're getting, so. <laughs> Kadri in the playoffs. <laughs> That's Kadri's biggest rival. Yeah. Certainly the Department of Player Safety's biggest rival. Yeah. Uh, their biggest rival is competency. Just nah, true. Just true, 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 true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Detroit also has awful pizza. You think Detroit-style pizza's bad? Everybody loves corner pieces, and that's all it is. It's just all corner pieces. I don't love Detroit-style pizza, but Chicago-style pizza is just lasagna, and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> you and I agree there. <laughs> uh, anyway, before we I do also I, I can't do that. This. I can't do that red sauce, man. It gives me that heartburn, and that's like all that pizza is. Yeah, it is a lot of red sauce. Very true, but... yeah. We're out of here. Thank you for watching, everybody. We appreciate it, however you consume the podcast. Uh, we will be back with the show tomorrow. It'll be it'll be normal time, but we won't technically be live. It'll just be a premiere. It'll be, it'll be pre-recorded, which is what we're doing as soon as we finish this yep. broadcast. Yep. We're going to record that show because we're busy tomorrow. And then we are off on Monday for Labor Day. So I hope everyone has a wonderful Monday. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday live coming at you. Hope you all have a great weekend. Until then, we will talk to you all later.